Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Mike DiStefano, joined by my co-host, The Zoobs. How's it going this morning, bud? The roller coaster goes back up for a little bit. A, a good weekend. A good weekend if you're a Maple Leafs fan. Yeah, big, big win against the St. Louis Blues, the defending cup champions. 5-2 Leafs uh, just route them. They got off to a really good start, which I, I thought they had to get off to. That was one of my keys once he got to a good start and take a lead into the period uh, and they ended up with a strong, strong start for goal first period. And they kind of rode that the rest of the way. Uh, before we get into that, we do the good, the bad, the ugly. And, and we're also going to preview the game against Vancouver later tonight. Uh, we got some breaking news here around the league. And I just kind of want to touch on it real quick. But Jim Montgomery fired as the head coach of the Dallas Stars. This coming less than 24 hours after the meeting at the Board of Governors come out with their four-point plan to uh, to kind of rid hockey of this bully culture and of this abuse culture. Uh, but I'm hearing that this actually has nothing to do with that. And it is, you know, kind of an external issue that they are, uh, that they're kind of ridding themselves of before it turns into a, a public public display I guess kind of kind of an odd timing considering how strong the Dallas Stars have been playing this season extremely interesting timing uh given that given that the, the announcement that came out earlier that you alluded to and, and um yeah they've been playing really well they, they you know a, a team that always has high expectations and a team that always uh has the talent to to beat anyone on every any given night and they've been doing that uh, more often than not lately. Very interesting to see. I think, you know, despite what we may have heard from them that and uh, from other sources, that it doesn't have anything to do with that code of conduct. The timing is awfully coincidental. I get the feeling we're going to learn more about this one uh, eventually, and, and a lot more of the story is yet to be told. Oh, definitely. I'd, uh, I would be very hard-pressed if, if this one gets swept under the rug. I, I don't believe that's going to be the case, especially since it resulted in a firing. But, uh, yeah, those are some quick breaking news that I kind of wanted to touch on uh, to let the, the listeners know about what's going on in the league. Uh, but, again, you know, Dallas, you know, sniffing around a playoff spot right now in a wild-card position, and it's kind of kind of an interesting timing to, to let go of your coach, uh, <laughs> considering it's not abuse-related, uh, which is being reported by by many people now. Uh, I, yeah, I don't want to go ahead and speculate what it is, but it sounds like he may be in trouble with the law, uh, and they just kind of want to get ahead of it. And and you know, obviously, what he did or what he what he's done. Uh, the the Dallas Stars came out and said that it does not uh, adhere to their uh, to their policies as a team, and uh, so they're moving on from from Jim Montgomery. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's move on. And talk about something a little, a little, a little better tasting in our mouths, and let's get to this game over the weekend. Uh, Leafs with a big five-two win against the St. Louis Blues. Zoobs, what were your thoughts on that game? Really refreshing. Like we've we've talked at length this season about a number of the issues this team has had, and, and it looked like they solved not solved, but uh, they were not you know issues in this game. They got off to a good start. The special teams played really well. They had two power play goals and a shorty. Austin Matthews scored twice. Um, you know, it was the ideal way to answer the bell against such a big challenge as the defending champions. I'm really happy. And now, I think, not maybe not exactly, but, but close to two of their best performances 
all season long have come against this Blues team, which is saying something. I, I know I sort of want to be a little more hesitant to give this team all the credit uh, after seeing how quickly things slip back and forth, but um, I've really answered the bell in both games against the Blues. Certainly, I think, you know, a, a big reason for, for the for the win, I think, was the fact that they did get off to that, to that really hot start, too. I mean, but another big reason, you know, the special teams under Keefe have really improved and that was something that we knew had to had to change I saw a really interesting stat actually that said that the Maple Leafs have allowed just as many goals shorthanded that they've scored themselves they've only allowed two shorthanded goals under Keefe and they have two shorthanded goals scored under Keefe as well Zach Hyman and Pierre Engvall Zach Hyman had himself a heck of a game uh Saturday night against the Blues what'd you think of him I thought Hyman was great. I thought um, probably his best game back with the team um, and and doing all the Zach Hyman things that we, you know, rely on him to do um, night in and night out. I think, you know, he really shows his versatility and he really shows that when he is up there helping drive the bus, um, he's a lid-lifting guy. He takes them from a very good, talented team to a team that can hang and bang with pretty much anyone. He is uh, different. He's a different mold than all their other skilled players, and and it's a welcome change. I think, um, you know, when he was injured at the start of the season, we talked a lot about what he brings and, and his element being missing, and it's taken a little bit for him to get back up to full speed, but the Zach Hyman that played against the St. Louis Blues, is the version of Zach Hyman uh, that pushes this team into the next level uh, of competing and allows them to compete with just about anyone, as we saw, as they as they took it to the Cup champs. Um, this is also kind of the second game in a row we got to see the, the Riley-Barry pairing get to work. I thought that they played a lot better in this one than they did in the first game. Uh, did you have the same sentiment that I did, or are you kind of still wanting more from this group? You know, I, I thought they were good. I, I think you got a lot of positives out of this game uh, up and down the lineup because even even with the lopsided score, it, it wasn't a dominant possession performance. It was It was honestly a pretty even possession game. Some of that is score effects, of course, but... Um, yep. You know, you you want as much as those guys are important for driving offense, and and they are. You also want them to be somebody that you can rely on uh, to close the game out and and to um, you know be out there with a lead and and protect it. And I thought they were solid. I, I thought another good game. You know, uh, on ice for two goals and and didn't give up any. Um, I think that's what you want from your top pairing, and and it's good that you can turn to those two guys. Give them 22 minutes a night and, and not worry about it sort of being a trade-off offense for defense. They, they, they managed to hold down both ends, and, and uh, yeah, it was, just, it was probably their best performance as a pairing. I'd say that for sure. Something that you mentioned off-air before we started the show that I thought was interesting, so I kind of want to chat about it. Uh, you know, the, the Leafs... You know they got to build off of this win, you know, and and they got a game tonight against Vancouver, which again will be teeing up in just a little bit. Uh, but they got to build off of it. Um, 
they can't get complacent and it seems like that's something that they've done a lot in this in this uh, season it seems like when they're the underdog and they're not expected you know the expectations are low they come in and they get the win and they exceed our expectations and then by doing that then we say okay the Leafs are back this is them here they're here this is what we need to see on a nightly basis and then they go out there and they crap the bed uh, like what what is the reason you think for the complacency in this team like what is the problem here and why do they continually just play down to their opponents and play up to their opponents and uh, never consistently just play their own kind of game all the way through for a long period of time yeah it, it's 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 tough to figure out I'm sure if Sheldon Keith could figure it out um We'd have an answer to some sustained success, but, you know, I think for better or for worse, they are sort of keenly aware of how good they are, and that can lead to some bad habits. Um, How many games this season against what we would consider, um, you know, lesser competition have we seen some really bad habits doom them or, or, or some lazy play or just sort of not giving it as much as they need to? And, and they know and they play a team like, say, St. Louis, that they need to be 100% whistle-to-whistle and, and, and there can't be those lapses. Um, you, you know, I, I think the last couple seasons of success and and how, um, you know, how handily and how easy things look when it's rolling along properly uh, sort of gives them a false sense of, of maybe where they, where they stand. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just think... Um, you know, this adversity and, and uh, St. Louis is a great start. And now this West Coast road trip against all the Canadian teams, this is a chance to be out of not the spotlight, but, you know, you're playing, you're not on in prime time and you're playing uh, in different markets and you're away from home for a little bit. This is a chance to grab some momentum while people aren't paying as extreme attention as they were earlier this year. I, I really think this is something that needs to be a successful road trip and it needs to be them playing at the level they played against St. Louis the whole way because it, it'll be easy for them to let up off the gas against, say, Calgary, who has had a, a rough patch this year but seems to be turning it around and, and can't be taken lightly, and, and Vancouver as well. But, but right as we get into it, uh, a little later on, they're a team that started out really hot and, and have cooled off a little bit, but you certainly cannot take this team lightly. And uh, we'll see tonight if they're able to battle off that complacency and, and really bring it against a, a, a skilled, fast team that can also play uh, a little heavy if they have to. I kind of like what you brought, what you said there, uh, specifically about the fact that, you know, the fact there's a chance for them to kind of get away and they're not playing prime time. They're playing the late game. So, you know, a lot more eyeballs are going to be off of them to kind of critique them in a negative light. So hopefully that does kind of uh, give them a little bit of breathing room to kind of relax, recoup, and uh, keep it going the way they played Saturday night against the Blues. All right, uh, let's take a quick break here. And then on the other side, we'll chat the good, the bad, or the good, the better, and the best. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Lease, uh, Lockdown Lease podcast. I am Mike DiStefano, joined by the Zoobs. All right, big game, a lot of good betters and bests. It's going to be kind of tough to come up with it because I thought that a lot of players played really well in this game. Um, but I do have one specific guy who I thought was the best player. But let's start off with good. What was good about this one? 
Um, you know, at the risk of speaking in vagaries, there are so many um, there are so many players to pick from. I'm I'm gonna go with just the start in general. This is uh, yeah something that we have harped on not just this year, but I would say for decades we have seen the Maple Leafs struggle to get great starts out of the gate. It was really refreshing. Um, with how many times this year we have sort of dreaded the first period and watched them sleepwalk to a one nothing deficit. Um, really great to see them be ready to go from the opening bell. Uh, you know, th- three goals in the first seven minutes, four, or pardon me, three goals in the first ten minutes, uh, four in the first period. Uh, really liked the way they jumped on it and the way they sustained it, the way they kept coming, the way that it it wasn't enough for them to be up 2-1 or 3-1. They they continued pushing the pace and, and pushing the pressure and and uh, stacked that goal margin up because, as we've seen with this team and with a lot of teams in the league this, this year, uh, no lead is really safe in the NHL until you're late, late, late in the third and up by a few. So, um, yeah, really pleased with the way that they kept the hammer down when they had them on the ropes. I'm debating on two different things here, what I want to put in my good category and what I want to put in my better category. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I'm going to put Austin Matthews here. I thought Austin Matthews had a good game. He had two goals, uh, one where he just showed an amazing hand-eye coordination uh, where he kind of had a bouncing puck that he just squirted into the net there. Um, but, you know, I thought he had a really good game, you know. Didn't play as, as much as he had played over the last few games, just uh, a shade under 18 minutes of ice time. That could be due to the fact that they didn't get, uh, you know, too many power play opportunities. Uh, but I, I thought that he played really well. Um, I thought they did a good game. Uh, for better, which is for me, was the special teams. I thought the special teams in this one were kind of the difference. They were fantastic. Killed off uh, all their penalties. They even scored a a shorthanded goal, and they went two for two on the power play, which is a big-time bonus. If this team can get going on the power play, uh, you know, that's, that's a really good sign. And I thought that they were moving the puck around a lot better. And uh, obviously, you know, you, you go two for two, you're really happy with that night. So that was my better. What was yours? I think we're on similar wavelengths here. I had Matthews as the better. I thought, um, you know, a couple of th- these episodes in a row, we've talked about how he needs to be the guy driving them in, in tough situations and in tough games. And a lot of the times as he goes, so the offense goes, like once he gets on the board, everybody else seems to be a little extra ready for uh, offense and, and a little more hyped up and a little quicker off the bench. Uh, and when he's making great plays and when he's shooting the way he shoots and when he's doing things only he can do, it really gives the team a boost. And I thought this was by far his best game in a couple of weeks and, and um, it really shows you know, that when he is playing through a rough patch and when he is struggling or a little quiet, um, he's never far from a multi-goal game, and he's never far from, from breaking out in a big way, and I sort of expect this to be the start of another big run because the shooting percentage can only go up. Um, there's a lot of things that are that are due to normalize that came through his little mini slump there, and I think we're due for one of those runs where he scores a bunch of goals in a very short time, and, and, and it was good to see him back as the aggressive, super skill, uh, best player on the ice for this team as he should be most nights yeah definitely you know Matthews 
any given night, you know, he could go quiet for most of the night and then end up, you look at the score sheet, oh, he had three points? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean he had three points? Or he, he scored twice? I don't even remember seeing him out on the ice, but... Uh, no, that was it. Was it was a good all-around game for him, where where the goals were deserved, and and you noticed him, which is something you hadn't been able to to say over the last couple of games at least. I think he had what one point in his last five coming into this one, so it was good to see him kind of get off the schneid a little bit, get a couple of goals heading into this uh, Western road trip, and hopefully that does spark something, like you said. Uh, what was your best? I went with something you sort of mentioned as well. I, I like the special teams. Anytime you go two for two on the power play, that's a good game. And to also add to that um, a shorthanded goal, I mean, that's that's just uh, sweetener on top. And, and when you look at it, um, you know, how many times ha- have they had a bad special teams night and it sort of dooms them? If you take away the special teams goals, right, it, it's, it's a 2-2 game. So the difference in this game was the two power play goals and the shorty. And I think if that's something that, I mean, how many times in the first month or before the season started did we talk about how, you know, the, the power play should be a strength. And as long as the shorthanded, as long as the penalty kill is is decent to good, they should be in most games. And the, the penalty kill has been excellent under Keefe. And now the power play is starting to really show the signs of life. If, if they have the special teams rocking, uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off their guys to dominate five on five, and, and really lets the the skill and, and and the guys that are really relied on for offense, if they get their chances to really click on the power play, this becomes a dangerous team once more, and it becomes really easy to start stacking up some points. And for my best, I got a guy who helped kill off those uh, those power those penalty kills and ended up scoring the shorty as well. Zach Hyman thought that he was incredible in this game. Um, you know, he was just kind of, he, he's Zach Hyman. He's the energizer, energizer bunny, goes hard into the corners. He'll go out there. He'll get in front of pucks, block shots. And then uh, anytime you, you have a, a, a two-goal game, you know, that's, that, that's pretty good. And one of them coming shorthanded, you're going to get my best every single time. So, Zach Hyman, uh, I thought you were, you were the best player. He gets the game ball from me. Um... All right, coming up next, let's preview the game tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Leafs podcast. Mike DeStefano alongside the Zoobs. Uh, about to embark on a quick three-game roadie. Uh, they're going to go out west. They got Vancouver, then Calgary, and then Edmonton before coming back home. Uh, so ha- after coming off of a big win against the St. Louis Blues, are you expecting another big dominant win against Vancouver, or are you expecting once again for them to let you down now that you actually have expectations? <laughs> well, I'm not going to expect big and dominant. I, when I look at this matchup, I, I do see a very winnable game, especially with um, sort of the way Vancouver has cooled off from their early season, like leading the division and and, and being quite 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 good out of the gate but I think this is a team that is eminently beatable I think there are there are traps here and there but um, especially like they're they're a 500 team over the last 10 games they're sort of similar in, in a spot with where the Maple Leafs are in the standings I, I think there there are two points to be had here but it's going to take it's going to take the same amount of focus that it took against the Blues they, they really can't let up off the gas and and one of the things that Vancouver does 
very well is as they capitalize when teams overlook them. You know that they have a lot of talent in the middle of this lineup, and and they've got um, some great young players. Quinn Hughes, uh, one of the best young defensemen in the league, and I'm a big fan of Elias Pettersson, and I think uh, his line with Miller and Besser is, is really dangerous, and you cannot let up off the gas for any moment when those guys are on the ice. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup. This is a tough team to play, as, as many teams in the Western Conference have learned. But um, this is two points up for grabs. This is a team in Maple Leaf should be better than, and it, it just takes focus to to make it a full 60-minute effort and, and really uh, enforce that they are the better of the two teams. It should it should be a really good game. I'm I'm excited for this one, and you know you kind of nailed it. I think that line of Brock Besser, JT Miller, and uh, Elias Pettersson, they're going to really have to key in on that one. And you know I I would assume that uh, you know Muzzin and Hall are going to get that that uh, they're going to get that assignment tonight. Maybe the Tavares line has to has to go up against them as well. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that matchup. But real quick, JT Miller, um, you know, for Vancouver, just for those who aren't aware of actually how good of a season he's having, this is a guy, he was traded at the draft for like a first-round pick from Tampa, and everybody was, you know, getting on Jim Benning for, oh, another terrible trade. And here's out here now, he's over a point per game. He's got 31 points in 30 games, 13 goals. He's been a really good addition to uh, to the Canucks. So he's somebody that the Leafs are really going to have to try and, and – keen in on tonight because uh, if he gets loose he's got a hell of a shot and so they're gonna have to try and and get in front of him the other thing too is the power play this team has an unbelievable power play with Pedersen Quinn Hughes uh, the young rookie there he's got 24 points but 14 of those coming on the power play so far this season so that's you know one of my keys for this game is they're gonna have to really stay disciplined here they cannot take penalties because Vancouver is one of those teams that will make you pay if you give them an opportunity on the man advantage. What's another key for you? Yeah, I think stay disciplined is a great way to put it. I think um, you know that's a great key, not just in the penalty kill and not just in not taking penalties, but being disciplined defensively because this is a team that can force turnovers and, and get the puck back up the ice really quick and, and be dangerous on the rush. So... Um, just be sure, be 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 solid defensively. Um, you know, be measured in the risk that they take, uh, and, and really not try to do too much. I, I think, you know, that one line we've mentioned now for a third time, Pedersen, Miller, Besser is an excellent line, but there is matchups to take advantage of. When you look at the bottom six, uh, I think that's a place where if you can get one of those lines on the ice against a powerful Maple Leafs line, you should be able to dictate play. Um, so yeah, I, I think really staying disciplined defensively and, and, um, you know, not allowing things to get out of hand and, and not being, you know, willing to run and gun, uh, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but just sort of keeping that dangerous Canucks line at bay and, and not allowing them too much space and time and really being organized in the defensive end with, with, a with, with a full effort, uh, on both sides of the ice here. So if you're if you're Toronto tonight, do you try and get a little physical with with the Canucks? I know they're a little bit of a heavier team. They're kind of one of those teams that has a blend of of size, speed, and skill. Uh, but you know, is this a game where you're hoping to utilize your speed a lot more, or, or are you going to try and get a little physical with these guys? 
I think it's especially an, maybe that top line. Yeah, I, I think it's an option. I don't. I don't know if they have the horses uh, for that at this exact moment. I think this is a game similar to against uh, St. Louis. I think this is a game where Zach Hyman can really be a useful piece. I think. Yep. There aren't a yep. lot of guys on that top six of Vancouver that can really hang and bang with with Zach Hyman. I know Tanner Pearson's been a a welcome addition for them, and another guy similar to JT Miller that sort of got brushed over when he got brought in, and, and Josh Levo, um, very much the same. But, you know, I think this Levo. is... Yeah, Levo! Oh, I miss Levo. He's playing with Horvat. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Um, oh, he's got 16 points in 30 games. The dude's on pace for over 40 points this year. Unbelievable. He sat in the Babs doghouse for three years. <laughs> How much would you want Levo now? It's oh, true. Oh, my God. It's true. Um, yeah, so I think this is a good this is a good opportunity for Zach Hyman. I think it, it, now that he's looking um, up to game speed and has sort of had his training camp's worth of introduction into games, this is the kind of game that I look to him to really put his stamp on it and um, maybe help elevate that line, uh, you know, to being the difference maker in this game. Should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, any any prediction? What's your prediction for this one? I like uh, I like a four two game here. I like I like Maple Leafs four two. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a game right down to the very end. Um, I expect some some really fast plays. I expect a lot of skill. Um, really excited to see you know what uh, Elias Pettersson can do when he's matched up against Cody CC. I think that's going to be uh, it. Might be a little bit of a, a jaw tightener, but um, <laughs> it's a fun matchup. At the same token, I think. Nylander and Matthews could have some special moments against the Canucks defense, Got guys like Tyler Myers. So um, I think there's plenty of matchups to enjoy. Um, you know, Morgan Riley, uh, Quinn Hughes, Tyson Berry. There's there's guys on both ends that can really move the puck and they can really skate. Uh, I think this should be a lot of really great matchups, and, and uh, hopefully the Maple Leafs can can take advantage of, the, of their strengths here, especially in the in the bottom of that Canucks defense and, and really push the pace. and. And, uh, and take this one as well. So start off a good run here. Let's, let's get a good run. I'm going to continue treating them as the underdog and hope that they exceed my expectations because that seems to be the way that they play best. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I think this one goes to overtime. Ooh. I think it's going to go to overtime. I think Toronto can pull it out, though. I, I do. And I think it'll be a 4-3 game in overtime. And here's another prediction for you. We went 30 games without a fight. And then finally in game 31, <laughs> Dermot dropped the, well, sort of fought. He wrestled a bit. Yeah. He got a five-minute major for fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get another one tonight. You know, Vancouver, they got some agitators out there. Roussel, JT Miller, you know, they, they Jake Vertanen too, another guy. They got some agitators on that team. I think maybe after one fight, I think maybe the the Leafs they they want more. So let's go ahead and let's say that we get another fight tonight too. Who, who you got? You Muzzin? Who who you got? Yeah, I think it'd be Muzzin. Yeah, I like that Muzzin Roussel. Muzzin Roussel makes sense. If I had to bet money, I would have put that Muzzin was gonna be the first guy to to fight. I did not think that it was gonna be Dermot, but you know what? I think Dermot's got a little bit of a mean streak. I could see him going two in a row. Let's go. <laughs> the first one was 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 kind of a fight. Now this time he's really gonna drop him and and uh, he's gonna start throwing haymakers. Beautiful. Let's see it. Let's see it happen tonight. Uh, should be a good game though. Really excited for it. A late uh, ten o'clock start though, so you know hopefully you're able to take a nap so you can stay up and watch the whole thing. <laughs> um, 
But that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, be sure to check back in here tomorrow. We'll recap the Leafs and Canucks game. We'll be going over what else is happening in the hockey world. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.